Progressive Metal has a new team in its corner. Mark Anthony Rossi and John Patrick Robbins are music critics of a mighty but misunderstood rock genre. Walk with us into the metal future. Hi folks and welcome back to another uh, episode of Metal Future. We have our co-host uh, John Patrick Robbins. Uh, John, thank you very much for being with us. And let, let's rock on here. This will be episode number 61. Welcome right. back, man. Yeah, good to be here, man. Always good to do the show. So, so we awesome. wanted to let's... do some top fives today. Just sort of like get uh, get the audience used to the sort of stuff that we're interested in and what we like. And then, you know, obviously I'd like to hear from them and Eventually, we'll do a QA on that when we hit folks that listen to the show and see what they're interested in, okay? And then from there, we can uh, maybe talk about other things that are happening in the, in the metal world. Right now, I think Iron Maiden's out there on the tour. Uh, every one of them are like 75 years old, and I'm surprised that the, the guitar doesn't have a walker with it, you know? So, God bless them, but she's... All right, so we got a well, uh, top five guitarists. So uh, we'll both kind of list uh, the top five guitarists we have. We got a, uh, we got five different lists, and it's real possible that maybe some of these things you might not have top five. You might just have a couple, and that's it, and that's fine. But you know, we'll we'll do our best to cover as as many as we can. All right, John, you can go first. Uh, uh, name the, the the top five guitarists that you think are great. We're trying to stick to metal as much as we can. Yeah. Okay. So, our, uh, yeah, we are we're, we're working. Are we working? Just to just to clarify this once again, because John's memory is so wonderful. Um, uh, we are we working our way to five, or are we starting from five, working to one, number one? Oh no, it depends. Um, this is your top five guitarists. You don't really have to say this is the number one guy and this is the number two guy. Just just list okay. the top five guitarists you think are you know the in your book are, are the best. Okay. Well, this yeah. is just like you said. The one thing. This is just our. Uh, our opinion. So, uh, one guy that I don't think is I'm going to start out mine with that doesn't really, I think, get noticed as much, maybe because I, you know, older dude and, uh, and he kind of got overshadowed by the, the original guitarist for this band. Um, uh, everybody speaks of is, uh, Phil Campbell, who was the, uh, of course, last guitarist for Motorhead and, uh, who I think is just, uh, an outstanding guitar player. And he really got kind of, for a long time, got overshadowed by Wurzel, who was in the group as well. Yeah. It's when they, one time when they had two lead guitar players. Um, but yeah, Phil Campbell is one guy that I would really say how I start my list off with a guy that's kind of, I think, overlooked and definitely one heck of a guitar player and really dig him. So, and everybody knows I'm a huge Motorhead fan. So cool. <laughs> that's to be my first pick. So. That's great. Yeah. So you're gonna, are we gonna go? Oh, do you want me to go on with my whole list first? Yeah, or? yeah, and then I'll then I'll just do mine. That that, that, that <laughs> seems to work the better. So otherwise, we're gonna lose track of each other after a while. Did he do number five already? You know. <laughs> okay. I'm All making right. fun of these Next guys question. being old, and uh, we're not exactly young ourselves over here. <laughs> well, yeah, I can't make fun of people being old, and I can't remember anything. <laughs> I know it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, another guy I'm a, a really the next guy on my list, and, and like I said, this I know my list will probably get heat because I'm going to mention, but it's mine. It's my opinion. Uh, next guy I really dig, um, 
has been out for a long time. And he also does different styles. It's not just he's just, you know, this one, but he is a uh, definitely has played on quite a few metal tracks and that's Zach Wild. A guy I like who came in and is now of course the uh lead for uh, Ozzy and, and and I just uh I've always digged him. He's a uh, you know and he also can sing as well and has his own band, Black Label Society. Uh really dig his work. Um I just, I don't know. I, I, he's always been a guy that I just really, you know, I mean, I know, of course, Randy Rhodes, you know, when you, when you look at Ozzy, that, that's the guy he even Ozzy still talks about. But Zach is an incredible guitar player as well. And I really dig him. Um, yeah, on my next, <laughs> a guy that, you know, I guess some people would probably, you know, I maybe they're, they're probably, yeah, not like, maybe hardcore metal, but definitely, you know, he's there. I would go with a guy that I've always been a huge fan of, and that's Slash. And, I mean, there's definitely no doubt he can play a guitar. <laughs> no, I, I hear you, man. I'll tell you something. It's like it's like Madonna and it's like Prince. If you're just going to go mm-hmm. with one name, you better be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I mean. I mean, what, what I mean, one thing about it, when you say the name Slash, everybody knows who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that that's a guy that I definitely is on my, uh, uh, obviously on my list, because I just mentioned him. But, yeah, I've always been a fan of Slash. Just thought, I remember seeing, first hearing uh, Guns N' Roses when I was a kid, and I just, you know, it was just, it's the thing, you know, the things that connect with you. And it was just, yeah, always been a fan of him. So, and, of course, next on my list, um, would be uh, Dave Mustaine, who uh incredible guitar player, obviously the original lead guitar player for Metallica, and um, you know, and uh, just in the course now, Megadeth uh, did incredible things with them and have been big fans of them. So, yeah, Dave Mustaine is a, a guy that I think nobody can argue is definitely a metal guitarist. I mean, you know, when you look at that, that his catalog of work and everything else just incredible and i was a, a big megadeth fan as well yep and we just yeah. heard recently that uh, he's uh, dealing with uh um, um throat cancer just like bruce dickinson did so we hope the best for him yeah definitely he's an incredible talent and just yeah and, and i'm gonna go with the the the, the final my my um my top choice would be uh guitarist for and 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 sadly gone guitarist of uh, Cantera and that was uh, Dimebag uh, Daryl Abbott who uh, I just always dug that guy he's just uh, when Cantera came out the gate I mean they a lot of people were kind of doing different things they were trying to you know you had a lot of bands that were incorporating rap into their stuff and they kept it metal that's for sure and uh, I was just incredible guitar player and um yeah i really dig dying back so uh daryl abbott was a really uh incredible guitar player in my book at least and i you know i think most people would definitely agree you know one thing about all those guys on my list they can all play (laughs) (laughs) no doubt no doubt (laughs) well yeah thank you that's a a good strong list there all right all right here goes with mine um i've i've always appreciated and uh, and just like you, a, 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 a throwback that got replaced, and that was uh, the, the original guitarist for Def Leppard, uh, Pete Willis. 
I mean, if you listen to especially oh, to yeah. uh, to the to the second album, which I think is still their their best album, High and Dry. I mean, he just kicks ass all across that thing. And nothing yeah. nothing against Phil Cohen who replaced him and made um, um, made Pyromania a big hit for them, and you know went from there and they're you know the mega mega group now. Um, he was great, and 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 I give enormous credit to Def Leppard because when they got uh, nominated and they got inducted into the Hall of Fame. They brought Pete Willis along and and made sure that he was out there and, as part of the group, uh, you know, to be um, getting credit for what they what he did on the first two albums and and I can't tell you the exact songs. Um, you would have to look on the uh, the insert of uh, Pyromania, but Pete Willis actually wrote three or four of those songs. He um he never got to play on them. Uh, Phil Collins did, so you can hear the difference between Phil Collins and Pete Willis in, in terms of who wrote what. Because Crete Willis was always more harder edged than Phil Collins was, who was a lot more melodic. So he he had a big big play in their in their um you know in their destiny, and uh, it's unfortunate that he had to leave the band from uh, I think alcoholism or something. But um, yeah, I mean you, you think about it, if a party band kicks you off for drinking too much, you're drinking too damn much, you know. Jeez. Yeah. Uh, God bless him, and and he was my, he was one of the, one of the great ones to me. Next great one. Choice. Next one uh, I, I always loved was uh, Vivian Campbell. Um, the first mm. three Dio albums, I can't even see them being produced out there without him. I mean, he's just that important. And I know that he's with Def Leppard now, and he's been with them for years. Uh, he's also dealing with cancer, by the way. He's got some lymphoma or something that he's dealing with. Uh, and, and some folks criticize him now because he doesn't sound the same as he sounded Dio. But that's a, that's a dumb criticism. They have different music. They're different bands. How the hell is he going to sound like Dio yeah. when he's with Def Leppard? That makes no sense. Just like some people still knock wow. him because they had the feud with Dio and Dio's dead now. Again, whatever feuds these people have, that's their business. That's not the fans' business. My business is to make sure you're playing the stuff I want to hear. And if you're doing that, I don't care who you hate, who you don't like, whatever. That's, that's your own thing. I'm not in for that soap opera. So Vivian Campbell, a great one. And and uh, sorely uh, sorely missed uh, missed Randy James Dio. God, another another great guy that died. All right, um, third yeah. one over here is the the late the great. They they even consider him the father. They call him the grandfather of metal, and that's Tony Iommi. Oh yeah, fabulous stuff from this guy from Black Sabbath, and I've listened to his solo records as well. And I mean, it's, he seems to never never run out of stuff. Never boring. Never. Never disinteresting. He always has uh, something interesting to to put out there. He's also dealing with a lot of health problems himself, so hopefully he gets over that. But then you know these guys are, are quite old right now. I mean, all in their seventies. There's no joke, you know. So I mean, yeah. how, how many times how are they going to do this? You know, we're going to have uh, you know uh, Ozzy over there biting hats off, uh, uh, you know, off a of friggin' uh, heads off of bats while he's in the nursing home or something, and, and throwing their guts on the stage. I mean, geez. We don't know what we're going to have over here. I mean, so some of the tours these people are doing, it might be the very last you're ever going to see. So I say go to the videotape and don't worry, okay? They'll be around forever just in, in, in terms of what they've recorded already. And that's really all we need to, you know, to be excited and, and, and to be happy about. All right, the uh, I gave you uh, two, uh, no, three there. So number four would be uh, the one I, that I really, really find uh, interesting and and, and, and exciting is uh, is uh, um, Chris DeGarmo. He's no longer with Queensryche, uh, he, he, but he was with the, the first four albums with them and, and really helped set their, 
their tone and what they were doing over there. A fabulous guitarist, really uh, melodic and progressive and interesting. But he really, he really held that that band together. And quite frankly, ever since he's gone, they've never been the same. And, and then of course now they broke up and went into into a different direction, and they have a whole new guitarist right now. But that guy was uh, was fabulous and. Um, just I wish he would come back to music, but he's not even in any bands anymore. He's just not in music anymore. So unbelievable. Yeah. And then the fifth one, I don't mean to make this the last one. It's just so the way we're doing it right now. So I'm only have a number to it. But Ingve Malmsteen is this the man? I mean, <laughs> this, yeah. I mean, this guy was so fabulous. Okay, that the first the first two bands he was in, they actually kicked him out because he was too damn good. He was just overshadowing. People were like going to shows going, oh my God, I want to hear this guy play. I don't give a crap about the yeah. singer or anything else. So he was in the, he was in the first uh, version of Alcatraz, and they wound up having kicking him out for that. And then he was in Keel, when Ron Keel had his own, his old band together. And mm -hmm. and, they, and he wound up having a dispute with them and, and had to kick him out. So it's sometimes that's just a person's destiny, because once he, he, he saw that, he went solo, and he's never been... Back, you know, he's never went went back since, and and he's no. just tremendous, from instrumentals to jazz type things, the blue things to just some of the hardest metal. And if you ever see somebody play, there was nobody as fast as that guy. I mean, he's just unbelievable. Learning from um, Paganini, the uh, the crazy the violinist who actually sounded like metal. Imagine a violinist in the 1800s sound like he's a metal guitarist. That's how fast and crazy <laughs> that guy played. So I could see why he was yeah. influenced by him. Italian uh, violinist Niccolo uh, Paganini, but those mm. are my five guitarists. I, I'm, I'm sure both of us could add more to them, but um, I think five okay. would be good. I think five would be good for now. Let's go on to the yeah. to the next category, which would be uh, our top five metal bands. Go ahead, John. Okay, I um. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, I'm gonna have to do that one. Oh, okay. Let me find my list here. Probably Again, guess always one of yours right away. So, oh yeah, I know my <laughs> my list is pretty much very predictable, but uh, to you, but not I don't think to everybody. I, um, all right, I'm gonna start with my first uh, one one metal band that I'm I'm just really I, I kind of like you know how you go uh, you always go back to certain bands that you listen to and one that I've been listening to a lot lately is um uh, Tool and uh. <laughs> Just so, uh, they're definitely different. <laughs> oh, yeah, um, yeah, they, they can be kind you of know, spooky, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you can, they can really, that's, but that's what I mean. I just like how, I've always dug how they experiment with things and how they're really, you know, it's more about the music than it is about the musicians. You know, like largely, if you name, you know, the guys in it, I think, it, what was it, Rob Halford said one time, all the guys in the band could walk into the room and nobody would know it was them. You know, yeah. they would now because, like, uh, I don't mean it's been, you know, on podcasts and stuff. But in the beginning, I remember I didn't really know the the, the lineup so much as I knew the music. And, um, yeah, that, that tool would be and it's a good starting off point for me. Cause that's, that's definitely one of my uh, one of my top bands. Um, next is a band a good friend of mine will and me both agree. And everybody pretty much cringes when I mention uh, <laughs> is uh, ministry. Mm, Once is yeah. uh, definitely definitely heavy. <laughs> They're on yeah. the heavy side. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, but the funny thing is, I do think a lot of people did end up copying 
uh, ministry at one time. You know, they, that's the thing. They may have been kind of out there and heavy, but uh, Al Jorgensen, you know, just really, really dig that guy and uh, just just really love that band. When I want something really dark, sometimes you get in those moods. Uh, that That's a, definitely a go-to band. Um, next on my list is, uh, once again, I, I, this will not shock you, um, would be, uh, Pantera. Yeah. Once is mm-hmm. another ba- metal band that is just, uh, just incredible. They, they were, um, I don't know when they came out of the gate with, uh, I mean, Cowboys from Hell, I mean, you just look and then later on with the vulgar, vulgar display of power. They were. They didn't really kind of when a lot of bands maybe either they were getting really light or they were trying different things just to stay. They stayed true to their course, and I always admire that. And those guys were definitely, you know, uh, I don't know. They were they were different at the time, and they were definitely, uh, you know, a rough, <laughs> ready group of, of musicians. A band out of Texas, of course. I know that. Uh, with that of uh, New Orleans, so I don't want people getting mad just when you don't get things right. They get, get that way, but yeah, okay. Pantera, definitely an awesome band. Um, and next up, uh, but not my last, uh, is uh, Guns N' Roses because that was, it's like I said, for some people, you know, that that was like that band that I, I remember <laughs> when we had cassettes. <laughs> something that I don't think will make a comeback and no. for good reason. Yeah. <laughs> um I remember the old Sony Walkman and I remember wearing that uh that first that Appetite for Destruction album out. I would just listen to it, you know, again, and again, and again and again and it just that was just my kind of that was a go-to thing and it it's still, you know, we still stick with that stuff, I know. Um and still I I I just really have always dug that band i just that vibe that they had was just unique and they came out of the gate and let's face it everybody once again everybody knows them. so <laughs> it's not too many if you don't like them you do know them so and uh i know you're going to be shocked <laughs> with my top choice and i don't know how anybody would ever guess this one but the mighty uh motorhead oh no so. how could i never never get that <laughs> <laughs> Lemmy himself, uh, the one and only. Yeah, and I met him once, Pat. so he, he, he's a hell of a guy. Yeah, I know that. That's like the ultimate. I think that's why. Yeah, <laughs> that. So that's a. If you want to get way up on my uh, list, there, it just being able to meet Lemmy. A guy. I wish I had been able to meet him, but yeah, uh, Motorhead. I mean, you got to think how long they did last. Yeah, I yeah, mean, no doubt. It, it, out and and look how many bands they did you know uh, and, and uh, definitely influence the I'll, I'll, I'll tell my Lemmy story after we do this list it's it's a fun thing yeah I definitely want to hear it so yeah no uh yeah Motorhead I mean you can't deny their influence and and Lemmy was just an awesome uh, there's only one Lemmy once again like you say if you're going to be known for one name <laughs> you know yeah yeah sorry. when you got one lane man you better be awesome no doubt and, and, I don't and think not, not about... to make fun of that guy, but also Lemmy wasn't exactly the most camera ready, like uh, TV ready, like, you know, <laughs> photographic kind of guy. So no. if you look like Lemmy and you got one name, you better be just fantastic all the way around because damn. You know? Yeah. 
Uh, Lemmy was, yeah, that was the thing, but he was a true character. He was a little mm-hmm. guy either, man. He was like gigantic. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'll tell you my story. Had... I mean, I was fucking frightened to death just talking to this guy. Yeah. I, I was, uh, Motorhead will always be my, my, my top band, my choice and still always. All so, right. That's cool. my list. Very yep. cool. All right. Great <laughs> job on that. All right. Here goes my list. Um, the, the first band for me uh, was pretty much the first band that I ever fell in love with in metal. When I, when I joined the Air Force in 1984, um, I went to Texas and I heard on the radio because, you know, in New Jersey, they didn't have any metal on the radio. They had some rock, but no metal. I heard on the metal, the guy ran mm-hmm. all four songs of Queensryche's EP, Queensryche. And I'm like, who the hell are these people? These people are awesome. And I met up with some metal dudes there in school you know, when I was in the Air Force. And we bought that album and we played the hell out of it. And, and we kind of went from there. And then when I went to California, I wound up buying their, their first album, you know, The Warning. So Queensryche is just an incredible band and so unique. Awesome. Nobody ever sounded like them before, or beginning, or afterwards. They were always unique. I wish they could have stood together, but you know it's not easy for people to stay together. Sometimes it's things happen. You know. Uh, next band would be an incredible band that, ironically, I heard when I was in Germany. It's called Dream Theater. Uh, they released an album in Europe that really never got into America until years later. So when people know about Dream Theater, they know them from the Image and Words album. They don't know them from when Dream and Day Unite. That was their first album. That's the album I heard him at. I'm like, wow. These guys were like, if you were to combine uh, like like Kansas uh, with sticks and, and then added in a little bit of metal together, that's what they sound like. That's an unusual um, melodic combination. But they're, they were a hell of a band, and uh, I love those guys. Uh, they went on to being somebody big, and as I became an album reviewer over the years, I noticed many bands, 20, 30 years later, still influenced by them. That's how much of an impact they had. Uh, the drummer left the band. He was one of the co-founding members. He was with them over 20 years. He's doing something else right now, but uh, they're, still, they're still a force, and they're still very interesting, and I'm, I'm glad they're out there. All right, my uh, my third choice is a band that is not as well known, but they're to me always very important. Uh, called Armored Saint. Um, yeah. They had their singer John Bush for about three albums before he went over with uh, and took over for for Anthrax for a couple albums, and it helped that band out. But then I, he went back to Armored Saint. They released a, a great amount of material. I mean, their their second album, Delirious Nomad, is probably in my top 100 metal albums of all time. It's just how that good it is. They come back even stronger than they did before. Great, interesting band. Um, One of the the guitarists died recently, a couple years back, uh, of uh, of cancer. So, um, unfortunately, but they're they're still around and um, just love those guys, really do. All right, uh, band number four is a a band that they wasn't around as much, and I wish they could have been. It was a band from Florida called Crimson Glory. Tremendous band, incredible singer, guy called Midnight. Again, again, one name, Midnight. If you got a name like Midnight, Midnight. you better be the awesome <laughs> freaking singer of all time. And Midnight was super fantastic. If you listen to their, for their really breakthrough album, uh, it's called Transience. I mean, from the beginning to the end, this album is, is incredible. It even has an Edgar Allan Poe song in it. That's how awesome it is. Cool. And, a, and a song against communism. So, I mean, uh, Edgar Allan Poe, and then you beat up on communism. 
Dudes, you guys rock. <laughs> I love you. Unfortunately, the singer died of a stomach aneurysm some years back, so he's not around anymore, unfortunately. But uh, okay. he's singing in heaven somewhere, and I hope to meet him one day. What a hell of a guy that guy was. Love that band. And then the last band I got to really get interested in and, and get involved in and even see uh, when I was living in Germany, and that was Halloween. And those guys, mm -hmm. another fantastic singer, by the way, and very, really good guitar players over there, and just really, yeah. really cool songs and fun stuff. Very, very original. They, they wasn't because you know when you come out of Germany as a metal band, you, you're you're forced to, to be in the shadow of two of the biggest metal bands ever in the history of music, the Scorpions and Accept. Now you're coming yeah. out after these bands. You're like I'm Halloween, and people are like who gives a crap? I mean, because so you better be unique. You better be interesting because mm -hmm. that's a lot to be following. And Halloween. They fit the bill. They did a great job. They're still around doing some wonderful stuff. Love those guys. Love them to death. All right. Yeah, uh, next great one going over here is uh, Concept Albums. You, you know the Concept Album, what we're talking about, right? The one that has a lot of songs and it's a unifying theme and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're next on that. Concept Albums. There's only so many of them out there, but they're out there. I know, that's why I, yeah, it would have been great if I had written them all down. Uh, <laughs> I can go first if you want to, like, you know, recant uh, Yeah, I think that is an excellent idea. Okay, all right. All right, concept <laughs> albums. I'm, I'm a real big fan of that. I wish they would do more of those sort of things out there. Um, one, of the, one of the first I heard was, 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 um, was Tommy from The Who. That was one of the really first ones I heard. It was an early one from the 70s, so that was a, that was a hell of a one right there. The next one is, and this is the one that really, really took me well over, and, and made and made uh, Queensrÿche uh, a big name, was uh, Queensrÿche um, and their concept album uh, Operation Mindcrime. I mean, they they did everything. Right? They pulled out the punches. They did some incredible lyrics, excellent music. Did a lot of weird sound. It almost sounded like a damn movie. That's how awesome it was. So hey, excited about those guys, and they did a tremendous job. Next one, and I. I love Iron Maiden. I mean, they're not the biggest band for me, but I still love and respect them. Uh, they, they did a concept album that I feel is the best that they ever did on anything they ever did before. And it was called Seven Son of a Seven Son. Incredible instrumentals, incredible lyrics, great music. I mean, if you know anything about the drummer, I mean, he just kicked so much ass in this album. It's like, where the hell were you all the other albums? I mean, that that's how great he was. So I'm real, real impressed with that and, and, and excited with uh with those folks there, okay. Uh, number number four is a is an album that um, it came from a a, a group uh, called Massey, and, and they are and, and Alex Massey was 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 the name of it. Uh, that's the name of the guitarist, the Italian band. They did a, a great album, Fire in the Sky, had a kind of an alien theme to it. I think it was really interesting. Kind of like that one a, a, a great deal. So I was always excited with that one, and then of course a dream theater with scenes from a, from a, from a memory. That that's a they've actually done a few concept albums. That's that's the one that really that really takes me, you know, back. So those are my five. Obviously, there's more out there, but those are just the five that I have. Okay, John. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting a little bit of, little, once again, technical difficulties oh, here. okay. All right. Remember, so, if you don't have all five, it's okay. Just name the ones that, 
that impress you. That's that's fine. Yeah, I mean, there Winston. That that is definitely a hard uh, list when it comes to that. When it, yeah, uh, there's only so many the concept out there. albums, yeah. especially in there's so many good choices. Um, you know, you have to go with and once again, are you there? Yep. Yep, I'm here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love it's cutting up, but um Yeah, we're good. Yeah. Um We gotta see Okay. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's okay. I just piece I, these things together. They work out just fine. That's happened before. Okay. Yeah. Are we live right now? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we, we left off at the um, the concept uh, one. If you had a, a few uh, few uh, notions about that concept album. Yeah. 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 Uh, it one definitely my list is gonna uh, probably my top will definitely. Uh, it, once again, be debate for what's metal and what's not. But um, all right, Start, starting off my list would um, starting off my list. I will start with King Diamond and uh, Abigail. Oh yeah, it's uh, one of my favorites, definitely. I wish I could. Yeah. I wish I could have mentioned that, but that's a good one, real good one. Yeah, um, I, I just uh, that to me. Is uh, I was really uh, I really did like King Diamond and it's just it's just a cool album you know back <laughs> when I mean I was one of those guilty when I was a kid when you actually saw them as albums in record stores now they're coming back so it's kind of yeah. weird but um, yeah seeing that cover and just thought oh man that just looks awesome and picking it up and then you know it sounded awesome so that was definitely um, definitely uh, one that. Uh, Dog. Yeah, um, I, I loved it, and I always thought, uh, holy moly, um, he's doing like a horror thing, but then he's King Diamond, who's known for like occultic stuff, but then he's like calling it Abigail. Jesus, it, it better be awesome, because that's like a weird name to call an album, you know what I mean? Yeah, and of course, we're going to have some that are going to be exact. I knew that would happen. It was funny with our with our list on guitars. I actually took one off that you'd end up, because I knew you were going to put there, so... <laughs> um, my next one would be uh, Wasp with the Idol. Once yeah. uh, with a concept album, I actually did uh, did dig and like, and uh, I always liked uh, Blackie. He was uh, really I don't know. He was different, especially when when the hairband thing was going on. They always had Wasp. Always had, you know, they were a bit heavier than uh, a lot of that kind of stuff. And, and well, um, I, I always liked them, and you know, um, I always said that. He never got enough credit as a singer. He was actually a lot better singer than than, than he realized. Yeah, yeah, I, I that that's uh that's definitely uh, all that screaming, an and then you don't realize that the guy can actually sing. I mean, when he when he yeah. did sing, he was like, "Damn, that's 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 great." And of course, a, a band that well, they've done more than one concept album, and we definitely uh, agree on. Um, Seventh Son of a Seventh Son, Iron Maiden. Um, yeah, it's hard, it's hard to have that off of anybody's concept list. I mean, at least that, you know? I hear you. It's just, <laughs> you it's know, just fabulous stuff. 
Yeah, and then there's one that I, okay, this goes back to really like, you know, hearing you, like you mentioned, like the Who, and hearing, you know, you're hearing those first concept albums, one that I just have to mention because it's definitely a lot of people who are into metal listen to this band. And I have to mention them when it comes to a concept album because it was probably the, the first concept album I ever heard. And I just have to put them on the list just to mention, you know, everybody can argue about it, but is The Wall by Pink Floyd. Because, yeah, I mean... that's definitely one that people forget it was a concept album, no doubt. And a fa- fabulous to me, one, too. Yeah, it's such a... I can't... I had to, even though I know... But, you know, Gilmore is an incredible guitarist, and um, it's just, it has to go on my list just because it, as far as concept albums, it was the first one, and if you're going to listen to that, be your first one. That's a, that's definitely a good one. And they did, more, once again, a band that did other ones, too. Um, and, and I guess number one, once again, it's, it's, we're, we're going to agree on these things, would be, uh, you know, Queens, Queensryche Operation Mind Crime. Yeah, that's because I like that. I mean, how can you not say when you're looking at that? That it, people still talk about that album. I know some people uh, say, and I love Queensrÿche, so I'm not really sure still. But some people say that yeah. is the greatest concept album of all time amongst everyone. I mean, it, it's yeah. debatable. It's definitely in the in the very high top of, of concept albums. Don't get me wrong. Don't know if it's number one or not, but it's definitely up there. Yeah. Well, it it makes. <laughs> It makes my top, and and that, and that's pretty much that's my list. Yeah, so that's Perfect. definitely uh, yeah, right. and I think that's definitely a solid grouping of, of albums there. It is, it is, and thank you very much. Yeah. All right, uh, let's go on to uh, our uh, our favorite, uh, you know, five metal singers. Okay. Let's do it. Okay, I forgot I'm the one always leading off. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, see, this is this is where it comes to. God, it's so up on this list to pick. It, it, it is because there, there. But you know, let's put it this way: there are some singers. Okay, I'll give you an example, like Robert Plant, where you could say yeah. he was a metal singer, and you could say he was a hard rock singer. But on the other hand, uh, Paul Rogers from from Bad Company, I love him, but he's not a damn metal singer. Okay, he's never going to be either. He's just a rock singer. Yeah. So. That one I, I couldn't see on the list because that dude is anywhere close to metal, you know? Yeah. Well, starting out my list is a guy, once again, like I said, people can argue, uh, you know, they're not this and, and genres and everything, but they definitely were he- they were heavy. And uh, a guy that I, uh, I dig and, uh, you know, and, and of course, a lot of people, it's not for everybody. But um, is uh, Lane Stanley from um, Alice in Chains, who He's you know, as hell, yeah, yeah. I, I just dug his voice. He had a lot of power, and that would you know, and well, of course it's my my list. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, Lane is Stanley that the, is that the one they found dead in the cabin like for three weeks? He was there, or was that another yeah, one of those? Was, that, that was him. That, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. And yeah, they find uh, him like three weeks later, and they're like, uh, "Is that Lane or what the hell is that?" Holy moly! Yeah, yeah, he was unfortunately had a, a very terrible addiction, but he also had an incredibly powerful voice. Yeah, he was so, very interesting. I like, I liked him. Yeah, I, I really dig him. Um, of course, now my 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 second would be uh, no no big shock here, 
because uh, it's a guy band I mention often. So, uh, and not probably the one automatically people will think, but um, uh, Axl Rose, I just, uh, you know. <laughs> you know, he has, he has such a big personality and, and, and very controversial at times, uh, but yeah. that, that guy can definitely sing, no doubt about it. Yeah. I mean, that's, it's like, uh, that he is, um, I, he's just always going to be one that uh, I'm always going to, you know, I just, it, it just connected. And that's the thing. It's whatever you dig. Um, uh, definitely, uh, my next choice, uh, is, uh, uh, obviously no stranger to anybody who likes metals, Rob Halford, Judas Priest. Can't mess with so, Rob. yeah, I mean, you can't, awesome, uh, awesome, awesome singer. So, you know, and you can't ever go wrong with, uh, with, uh, Rob, um, really dig Judas Priest, always have, always will. Um, and then my, my next choice, almost down to the last one is once again, you know, I guess my, my, my lists are, are pretty predictable <laughs> overall, but this one may may not be because this is a little bit different because as much as I I always uh I I, I I praise the mighty motorhead, this is not who people would think I would be picking. So my next choice would um go to uh is once again I'm having a one of those lovely moments I have. Uh, <laughs> I write the list. I don't know why I don't write it down. But no. Um uh, it's not an easy. Uh, it's not. A, it's, none of these are easy choices. But uh, I James Hetfield actually of uh, Metallica. Once uh, I know people would be like, "Wow, I didn't. I thought women would get in there." But no, James. Um, I don't know. I just dig the. Uh, I did dig his sound, even though maybe people say, "Oh, not the." You know, I don't know. It yeah, just works. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't normally appear on people's lists, and uh, so I respect your decision because. He's no slouch, but uh, to me, uh, he's always been like the, like the Getty Lee of metal. (laughs) You're you're glad he's with the band, but you're not exactly going to be trading vocal lessons with him, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's not everybody's, uh, not everybody's, yeah, yeah, it just for that, for that band, it worked. It fit, you know, you could never have a singer for that band. You think, boom, that's, you know, that's right there, and that's. That's a weird one. And, of course, number one is, to me, Ozzy. So, I, I mean, number, yeah, my top is Ozzy. Yeah, he's going to be uh, on a lot of people's yeah. lists. He's on, he really yeah. is underrated because of all, like I said, all that drama and all that stuff. Sometimes yeah. that overshadows people, but Ozzy can sing. Yeah. yeah. Ozzy is just one of those guys that... Um, he also writes all the lyrics to his own songs, too, so he's no dummy. No, I just always, it's once again, it's, you always know who that is, though. Yeah. There's no question. You hear that voice, you always know who it is, because, and, and once again, I also know that, like, when I do my list, I kind of, because I know your music, so I always say, well, I'm going to go with this, because I know we'll have two separate lists. You know, I could do the same, almost, because we agree on a lot, but yeah, I, I thought I would throw one shocker in there, and of course, Ozzy, just so, you know, and there's so many people I would love to name. Yeah, just give mention. It's, it's, I know it's not easy when you just do five, but I find yeah. when you do ten, you know, we'll have like a two-hour show or something. I don't want people falling asleep either, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. I would definitely put in my list uh, Chris Cornell. 
Uh, he was a fantastic singer. Yeah, so. we lost we lost him to suicide, but uh, uh, he was definitely uh, I felt because uh, he was a, he was more of the grunge type of thing. He might be the only grunge uh, musician or, or singer in, in that category that 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 was really interesting and, and could sing and had a lot of respect for. So yeah, he's great. Yeah, that was a guy that uh, that was having a, a little uh, moment and might have might have made a little mistake. <laughs> when I was naming people because I was having one of those because I didn't have it written down but yeah no Chris Cornell would um, I mean that voice once again you just can't but my my always my top of my top tier would always be Ozzy just because you know you just know that you know that voice right away can't hide it <laughs> so that's my list alright I like that very cool and thank you Here we go with mine. Let me get over here. All right, so my first, because uh, he's uh, probably uh, the one that really, really got me to stick with the progressive metal and everything. And, and, and just, I mean, the guy's mother is an opera singer, so you can see what, what he was genetically born with. But uh, Jeff Tate from Queensryche, this incredible singer. And that guy yeah. did not play around. He could sing radio songs. He could blaze you out with metal. I mean, he could just scream stuff. And, and, and it sounds like pure art. So love that guy. Incredible singer there. Next one I have is, is John Bush from Armored Saint. I always respected him. Even when he did two albums with Anthrax, and you know I wasn't big on his Anthrax stuff, but he still sang great. Just wasn't big yeah. on those songs. I like Anthrax when they had Joey Belladonna, and I liked, you know, Armand Saint when they had John Bush. I don't like all the mixing around, but he was great in both of those bands. He gets my uh, my respect and my my credit. So th those mm -hmm. are the two ones I, I I really love over there. Uh, n number three was uh, Glenn Hughes. I mean, he's been in lots of uh, bands. Over the years, he did a, a great uh, a set with a with a, a special project called Phenomena, where they did three different albums, and he did that. Uh, he sang on on one of the Black Sabbath albums, The Seven Stun. He's at the whole album, and so he just has a yeah. a, a fabulous a fabulous voice, and uh, can't can't really speak enough of, of that guy. I really really can't. Um, God, I, we missed that guy. Midnight. Boy, singing up there in heaven with from Crim, from Crimson Glory, another fabulous singer that we lost. You know, quite frankly, I, 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 whether it's drugs or, or some illness, I mean, being lost is being lost. You know, so it, it sucks. And then another guy that he keeps going in and out of the band and keeps getting kicked out, brought back in, kicked out. But he's fabulous, and and the first three albums are all because of him. And that's why they became an international uh, recognized band from Candlemass. Uh, a wonderful singer by the name of Messiah Markelin, mm. and uh, what, a, what, a, what a big, big guy, incredible voice, got that whole doom thing going on there, and and can sing scary and and and, and sing almost operatic, this fabulous stuff, and uh, I, I couldn't get enough of that guy. I mean, I, I mean, I'm surprised he didn't go with another band and sing more stuff like that, because that's that's my kind of thing right there, from Sweden. I don't know about what's in the water over there, but you know they they seem to produce some of the most interesting stuff. I'm telling you. Yeah, they do. Yeah. You can't you can't mess with Sweden, that's for sure. Mm hmm. <laughs> that's definitely true. All right. Um, 
the the last one before we can maybe trade a few stories about metal and everything uh, was uh, the metal albums. And I'm sure yeah. five is too short for what we have. I mean, I could probably quote 20 off the top of my head without even taking a breath, you know. But, you know, yeah. we'll, we'll do the five because uh, that, that that gets people's interest and maybe even kind of piques them a little bit about, oh, I wish it was this, wish it was that. And that's what always makes these things fun. Because when I hear them on other shows, I'm like, oh, what about this, you know. So I'm, I'm, no, oh, different. Yeah. I'm no different. <laughs> There's tons of albums though that we could. It, it it's just so hard to narrow this down, and sometimes I just like to throw something in there that's completely off the wall, just because you know maybe it doesn't get mentioned as much. No, but with these, yeah, all of these are getting mentioned. These are these are been the only thing I've done is a little bit. My top will probably it'll get because it's not the one people would think. So, anyways. <laughs> Start this one off. Uh, starting off, the first one on my list is uh, Killers by Iron Maiden. Yeah. Um, one of my, uh, I just think, a completely people awesome... Still, people still love that damn lead singer, and he has been with them for like 35 years. <laughs> yeah, and that was my thing. I remember hearing that album in particular, because like I didn't know Maiden without uh, Bruce Dickinson, but... Then the the original guy, I heard it, and I was like, man, this is just, I don't know, it was just awesome. It was a very different dynamic. It was incredible musicianship, but a different, you know, you didn't have the guy with the pipes like uh, yeah, like Dickinson, but I still think it, it was awesome. It was different, and, and I really dig that one. Um, next on my list, uh, not not a big shocker for people who know me. And no uh, music I dig and everything like that. But <laughs> one, well, it might be a little bit because, um, yeah, it's just not uh, as far as like metal goes. This is very early metal, uh, or, or could be argued was it metal at all? And I like to throw, I like to toss it up and do that. And I, I'm actually going with Pyromania, Def Leppard. Believe it or not, I, uh, I I don't think that anybody could ever argue that was a successful album. <laughs> but, yeah, one of the biggies. <laughs> you yeah. know, and, and I love, and it, to me it's always a debate between that and High and Dry, because High and Dry is such a underrated it really is. album. I got a Jeff Flapper story and, I'll tell later, too. It's kind of cool. All right. And so, yeah, I know that, that was a shocker. Now, here's. Like I said, this is just my opinion. Um, a band that well, nobody will be surprised I mentioned. A bomber, Motorhead. Once it's a classic album <laughs> um, of that that lineup. And oddly enough, not really. If anybody knows, not totally the original lineup because Phil was never. Uh, Phil Taylor was not originally uh, going to be the drummer, and then you know they had a they had a, they they went through a lot of personnel changes before getting that classic lineup. Yeah, filthy animal. and. Uh, yeah, so Bomber, I just love it. And it's another thing, you can have uh, one of the few tracks where you hear Fast Eddie Clark sing, lead, you know, lead vocal on it, who had a great voice, and uh, even Lemmy said it. So, yeah. Uh, my next one, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath, Black Sabbath. So, you know, that's, uh, I, I, uh, that album in particular, I really, really dig. Um I don't know. It just, you know, as far as Black Sabbath goes, you know, that that's just to me that when you 
think metal. I, I do think them. I don't think they weren't, you weren't hearing like they were, they were coming out and, you know, Iomi and just, they're just perfect to me. They've always been a perfect band and, uh, just dig that album. And my, my top choice, once, once again, it's very different for people because the band definitely is metal, but people probably wouldn't think that was their number one, but it's my favorite. So, uh, would be, uh, Ride the Lightning by Metallica. Once I, I just dig that album. I think it was just a really, uh, if you listen, you know, from the first album, then you hear Ride the Lightning where they went with Fade to Black and it was just so, I don't know. There was just something about that album, even the song Escape, once I really dig on there. Um, that was just a really cool album before, you know, uh, Master of Puppets came. Uh, that that was just, I really was a big fan of Ride the Lightning. So that's uh, my list. I'm sure people will probably not agree with it, but... <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? You know, used to you got to mix it up. But, yeah, mix I it up. All right, uh, that's a great list, and, and thank you very much. Definitely uh, checking that out. All right, as you know, we can have a million of them here, so we're just going to keep to the five. One of the sneaky reasons why I had concept albums as a category is because I had realized that if I didn't have that as a category, almost all of my damn metal albums on the top five would be would be concept albums, and how unfair would that be yeah. to not list others? Because concept albums are really special. They should have their own special category, so that's why I did that. All right, so um, one of my most favorite albums uh, is uh, from uh, Crimson Glory, uh, an album called Transcendence, and that's just one fantastic album. Songs about dragons, Edgar Allan Poe song about the Massacre of Red Death, a song about evil communism. I mean, this is just a little bit of everything for everybody. There's even a romance song in there they pulled off. I can't believe it. But then the guy has one hell of a voice. I mean, he was up there with Jeff Tate in the kind of voice he had. I'm serious. He was just that good. Yeah. So I really love, I really love that album uh, a great deal. Okay? Yeah. Uh, next one is uh, the second album from um, Armin Saint called Delirious Nomad. Definitely on my top of all lists. Tremendous mm -hmm. album. It had such a, a strange musical quality to it that you never hear in anybody else. It's almost like a mixture of thrash and pop and and, 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 and hard. And it's just a little mixture of everything. It's hard to place it. It's just that interesting. John Bush just kicks ass on that. A lot of interesting songs. Just, just, And it came off a more commercial first album. They, they come over a lot heavier that way. It was that in itself a risk, and it really paid off. So love that album. Great stuff right over there. No, no doubt about it. Uh, next one is one of my favorite bands from Candle Mass. Uh, their second album, Ancient Dreams. Boy, what a hell of an album over there. That that song, yeah. Tales from the Crypt. I mean, that whole damn song is spooky. I heard it one time at night when I was in Germany, and I heard some weird noise outside. I'm like, uh, this, this is probably too spooky for me. This is making noises outside of my house. What the hell? This is calling out <laughs> demons that are looking to kick my ass. I'm trying to eat my Chinese food in peace and quiet here. So it's just that fantastic, okay? So I just yeah. love that one a lot. There, there's a band that also came out of Seattle, uh, and there's a number of bands that came out of Seattle, but they uh, they got help from Queens Reich on producing their first album, and it was really, really interesting. Good guitar work, great, great vocals. Uh, it was an album called uh, Graceful Inheritance, and it's just a fabulous metal mm -hmm. album. If you ever wanted to check out something interesting, that would be it. And then my last... Uh, out of Metal Blade Records, 
and it's an album uh, from Apocrypha called The Eyes of Time. Now, this is interesting in that you can, they didn't bill it as a concept album, but if I went longer on concept album list, I would throw this in there because what they did was by calling it The Eyes of Time, they wound up picking mm. every song that had something to do with time. I mean, The Time Machine, H.G. Wells, cool. Alexander the Great, anything to do with time in some kind of historical time. or science way, they threw it in there. So they had a lot of interesting songs in, in that album. They have one on Nostradamus. First time I ever heard someone sing a song about Nostradamus in metal and, and, and do a great job. That, that whole album is fantastic from one end to the other. Yeah. And um, I wish I could have listened to him in The Great Guitarist because he, he was another really fabulous one, that, that guy. But those are my uh, five, at least. As you know, we could probably have 55 without, without missing oh, a beat, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. No doubt about yeah. it. Now, I had, I had a couple of, uh, of stories, you know, if you have a couple, let me know, but I had a couple of stories about some bands and people I met over the course of time. When I used to be with um, uh, Tracia Tranquilli, I kind of wrote down a few of the story happenings in, in some of their, uh, you know, writer logs, but you know, it's better to talk more yeah. about these things in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the format of, of the show we have. So, you know, if you're, if, yeah. if you're good with it, if you have any, you know, definitely uh, pipe in, uh, you know, during okay. or after, no problem. Um, yeah, I because I was in the military and I traveled around the world being in the military, sometimes bands would come to us and play to us on bass. And when they did so, I mean, they did so pretty much for dinner and drinks because the Air Force wasn't giving them a lot of money. <laughs> it wasn't. It just, yo, come on and do it as a service to us and thank you and we'll give you some drinks and food and peace out. That's about it. And we'll let you stay in the lodging. I mean, so... Other than that, they wasn't making any real money. I'm sure it was just some honorarium, a couple bucks, nothing ridiculous. But they, uh, we had a number of people came out. We really did. And uh, yeah. Lita Ford came out, but I missed her because I was on assignment outside of Germany at the time. But I got to see uh, Motorhead, and I got to meet him, uh, Lemmy, in in the bar, in you know, in the NCO club. I'm and, shocked um, he was in the bar. Yeah, he was in the bar <laughs> drinking. And yeah. um, I'm like, oh Christ, I'm gonna go up to this guy. I have a gun, by the way, because I was just I was just coming yeah. off of duty, and they said he's in the bar. I'm like, I ain't going home. I'm going to see Lemmy. Fuck it, you know. Yeah, so really. Like, yeah, and um, he was extremely nice and grateful. Um, he was always a big dude. I mean, he was just very friendly. He uh, first thing he said that out of his mouth was he he thanked me for my service, even though he was from England. You know, he had respect for the military. I, I wouldn't surprise me if he did some some British stuff over there for the for the troops over there too. You know, so. Not mm -hmm. surprised. I wouldn't be at all. And uh, he was doing a bunch of concert dates in Germany. He just wound up stopping over to see us because they invited him, and it was just along the way for him, so it worked out. That's usually how they did it. So this way you're not really pulling somebody too much out of the way because you're giving them lodging, you give them food and drink, but you're not exactly paying for the transportation. So you try to get bands that, you know, enough in the area. And we had a big concert call uh, all in Lugershofen, which was only about, be about an hour away from the base where I saw um, Dokken and Rat and Motley Crue and, and, and uh, Accept and a number of bands there. So it was a popular place for us to see a lot of bands. And our, um, our, our travel office sold tickets to go there because you get them at a discount on the base. And so I'm not surprised about that's how they did things. It just made sense. And I, I talked with Lemmy for a little while. I, I told him about, you know... Um, that I just came back from from California not even six months ago, and I and I and I met Ronnie Dio and his wife Wendy 
behind stage because uh, Dio was also another person that wanted to talk to the troops. So when you got there, you know they they, they would they would arrange for some of the troops to go see him backstage before the concert. So that was crazy. That was crazy. Yeah. At the time, his wife was uh, uh, the manager of of a group called Rough Cut, a local California group. I don't know if they ever went anywhere because I really haven't heard of them again. But they opened up for Dio, and then Dio did his thing with Vivian and everybody. Yeah. So that was great, and he he was a big fan of Dio. You know, everybody heard Dio, so he loved Dio. And um, he told me a little bit about, um, you know, he was married and he had some kids, which he did. And that um, he loved he loved being on the road, but he also liked being, you know, home too. So he wasn't one of those. He, he never struck me as a big partying kind of guy. As much as he was drinking and hanging out over there, I was just, just probably just mm-hmm. a pass the time. He never seemed like a partying kind of guy. He, he was very... Very respectful, and he was actually very soft-spoken for a big dude like that that's screaming into a damn microphone that's above his freaking yeah. head, and he's, you know, uh, you know what I mean? But, yeah, he was pretty soft-spoken, yeah. and uh, had a nice time talking with the guy, and uh, it was just a real wonderful experience. Yeah. He was, he was, a, he was a one of a guy. Yeah, he really was something but... else. Now, one of the, one of the... Is, uh, Jack and Coke, and... Uh... He was, he, was, he was cool. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah. He just liked to drink and kind of be just a laid back guy and play the one arm bandit. That's what he was known for. Yeah. He so, was, he was yeah. Something else. Now, also, yeah. when I was in Germany, I went to a lot of concerts and I saw a lot of stuff. But mm-hmm. one of the more unique things I saw was I went to the Monsters of Rock concert, and this oh, was man. the first time that Def Leppard played on stage since the drummer lost his arm. So that was oh. the very first time they came out. And, and and the first thing I discovered, because when I saw the lineup, I'm like, um, why the hell is Def, Def Leppard number seven on the 10-band lineup? What the hell? And this is when yeah. the German guys had reminded me, because I just didn't realize this. You have an American perspective. Sometimes you forget that Def Leppard, even though they're a British band, they made their bones and they made all their big sales in America, not in Europe. They were not big in Europe. A lot of people don't know that. Carmomania yeah. sold six million albums in the United States. It didn't even crack platinum in England. Mm. It just wasn't that big there. So that's the reason why yeah. they got billed because they wasn't big because there was bands ahead of them like Treat that were over from um, from Sweden. And then I saw Europe, yeah. and you know they're from Sweden, and there was bands going. I mean, what the hell? Bon Jovi was like number two. I'm like, I thought, I thought, big, I thought <laughs> Jeff Lepp was bigger than Bon Jovi. Uh, no, they wasn't. So that that's that's they were yeah. actually bigger in Europe than Def Lepp it was. But it was great to see. Yeah. He was all set up. He had his one arm, but he played with the, with the foot pedal to compensate with the electronics he did, and it sounded wonderful. Mm-hmm. And it was just a great time to do that. And then, of course, I watched John Bon Jovi jump on the scaffolding and went all the way to the top. I'm like, watch this guy fall down and die. And he's from New Jersey like me. So I'm like, come on, don't embarrass us New Jersey Italian people, please. But he got down and didn't die, so that helps. <laughs> well, that's, that's nice. You just hope he doesn't die. The headliner for that band, for that whole Monsters Rock, was the Scorpions, right? So yeah. the Scorpions, uh, you know, they, they, they finally, you know, they finally open up. And um, yeah. the first thing out of their mouth is German. And I'm like, is this the Scorpions? Did I decide, do we got another band here I don't know about? Because, again, I learned that apparently they had some songs that they did only in German. 
that they only did for German audiences, and that was it. So no. They did a lot of all the American English stuff, don't get me wrong, but they had those, and I didn't know that. So that was a, another thing I learned that, you know, because when they go to America, yeah. they're not going to be singing that stuff. No one knows what the hell they're talking about. In fact, I don't yeah. even know what the hell that singer was talking about even when he speaks English, you know? Yeah. You ever listen to Rock Me Like a Hurricane? I'm like, I, I know like three words out of the song because I don't know what the hell. <laughs> I was like, holy moly. But, um, yeah. So I have a lot of stories. I was able to meet a lot of people when I was in Europe and, and in California. Uh, I met, yeah. um, I met Stevie Nicks when I was in Arizona along with, um, yeah. along with, um, uh, David Spade, the actor, because both of them lived there. Uh, I met the, the Jim Blossoms when I was over in Arizona as well. I, I met King Diamond in England. Uh, excuse me, over in Denmark. I met him at, mm-hmm. a, at, at a reggae a reggae club. Can you believe that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> that no, come on. That yeah. if we're gonna hear a story, I want to hear that meeting the, okay. the Mr. Evil himself. Here we go. Here we go. So <laughs> I, I go to this reggae club, and the reason I'm in the reggae club is because I met a Danish girl, and that's where she wanted to go. So I'm like, okay, let me go with her. To this, thing, to this reggae club. I'm not against reggae, so it was no big deal, you know? Yeah. I go over there, and I'm having a drink with her, and then i like, holy shit, that's that's King Diamond with his whole band sitting down. Everybody was there, mm-hmm. Mickey D, everybody. I'm like, holy moly. Oh, so I went over <laughs> there to say hello to him, and then I wound up sitting with him for a while, and I was talking to him. Um, Abigail had already came out for about a year, so I pretty mm-hmm. much t- talked to him about how I really loved Abigail, and and how, and how I really just wasn't into the whole occult stuff he was doing. I just I just found that a little uncomfortable. I mean, and just didn't see the point of it all. But I respect that, you know, those are his beliefs. That's what he was to sing about. I'm not going to bash him, but, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, more, I'm more for Abigail than I am about making fun of God, okay? I'm not perfect, yeah. and if I go see him one day, I don't want him pulling the videotape. Oh, yeah, this one's the song you made fun of me and my son. Remember this one? I, I don't want that videotape on me, okay? And maybe it'll be on King Diamond, but it ain't going to be on me. Right. Yeah. That's that. That's yeah. my view on it. He thought it was funny. He was cool. Uh, very low spoken, actually. Uh, very polite. Uh, he thanked me, and then yeah. he said, "Hey, that girl, which she's gone." And I looked. I'm like, "Oh shit!" She just walked out of the club. So I didn't realize I was spending that much time with him, and I blew off the girl. So that's my story of losing the girl to hang out with King Diamond. <laughs> I, I don't, don't want to sound like a jerk, but uh, it was worth the deal. Okay, trust me. Sometimes it, yes, it is. I actually do have one story. About I can always meet another Ed girl, Tucker. but I can't. I can't meet Megan King Diamond. Okay, so oh well. <laughs> There's a story that uh, Lemmy told himself about when they were uh, they were touring with King Diamond. They came into Virginia Beach, uh, a very notorious place where bands play called the Norva, ranked right up there. Some of the best places to play a gig. Um, little, but it's it's just really awesome. Anyways. They had some kind of issue with King Diamond and all their, because, you know, all this kind of devil BS. He's into, and they got kind of in, in a tizzy, and they said, well, you're not going to play. And there was there's this whole thing where um, it might have not been at Norm, but it was in Virginia Beach. And uh, there was a whole thing. They were outside the gig, and he's like, uh, like doing like hexes and weird stuff in the in the, <laughs> in the sand, and and you know drawing all these symbols. And then like Lemmy said, you know, like he went and had the best show that he's ever had. So yeah, that curse stuff must really work really well. <laughs> 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 so he went ahead. You know, Lemmy is just 
Libby was just Libby. He'd just go ahead and have a good time and, you know, no frills kind of guy. But, yeah, it is funny how people think King Diamond and, you know, once he he's such an awesome singer. Not taking anything. I'm not picking on his belief system or anything like that. But sometimes it is, you know, and, and I do love the guy's voice and, and, and yeah. He had a a bad heart attack and had to have heart surgery and everything some years back. Yeah, Yeah. but he is still he's still kicking. Yeah, he's. I think he he quit the smoking and and got himself back into better shape. And I think he became a vegan or something to eat better. And uh, he's out there kicking butt again. But uh, he said he wasn't taking care of himself and it it, it caught up with him. I mean, I'm not surprised. I mean, it it did that with John John uh, Cougar Mellicamp. I mean, he had that heart attack. I almost died. He had to quit all that yeah. and do a lot of stuff too. Otherwise, he wouldn't be around. So yeah. that's a hard life. Well, I mean, they're out there always doing all that crap, eating junky food, living in crappy hotels, and you know, running around yeah. everywhere, not getting a lot of sleep, and smoking your life away. It, it, it'll, it'll, it'll catch up to you. You know. Yeah, it's amazing how how long some people go. I know Ozzy's having health problems now, and and and. He don't, even, he don't out, even do as much touring as he did in the past either. He's still having health problems, but he's old, you know. Yeah, it, it gets it, it's it's like coming to the point you think how long should some people go? You know, I do think it's hilarious when on, even on a side note when you hear uh, farewell tours, you know, like how long can your if your farewell tour goes a couple years, it's not really a farewell tour. I guess it know? depends because I mean I remember Scorpions had their farewell tour and they said it was going to take them almost two years because they had to do Europe. Then they had to do North America, yeah, and then they did yeah. South America because they're, they're that popular. Yeah. And I think it was 18 months. So, I mean, I, who can blame them? But well, I, 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 if I, I'm going to do a farewell tour, obviously I want to try to go as many places as I can go and make as much money as I'm going to make because I won't be making that money anymore, you know? Yeah, well, or you can, I mean, you can always do like, a, I think it's funny when certain bands, not, and God, we could really start something, uh, when certain bands go out and lip sync and don't even lip sync well. <laughs> Mainly like Kiss. Uh, that's just a, it, it really is deplorable. I, I just, I mean, I, if I ever found that out, I would ask my money back. I really would. I would demand my money back. Yeah. You know? Oh, they've caught them. I mean, it's it's so blatant. But my thing is, if you're gonna at least lip sync, then why are the tracks so you know? And, and that's not me. For people who think maybe I'm anti, no, I was a Kiss fan, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I got, I got I got this. I do got this other story for you. This it just hit me, yeah, about refunds. So I'm I'm out there in Lugosov, and it's it's a concert hall about an hour away from the base. I was in Germany, and I went mm-hmm. to see um, uh, two bands. And at the time, Rat opened up for Dokken. Right. Mm-hmm. So Rat opens up. These guys are completely drunk. It was their last <laughs> date on their tour. All right. I mean, yeah. I don't mean drunk, just like funny drunk. I mean, the dude could not remember the words to the song. Warren T- Martini was actually playing other songs in the damn lyrics. I mean, it was just that disastrous from one set to the next. And so, and I, and, I, and Dawkins came out super professional. George Lynch rocks. You know, Dawkins a pain in the yeah. ass, but he's a good singer. And it was a great, great concert, right? So I went back to uh, the, to Morale, Welfare, and Recreation. That's the name of the group that runs all the military recreation stuff on the bases. And I told the director over there, I said, "Listen, man, I, I, I'm so pissed off. I want I want to send a message over to the to this band because this was complete crap. I should get half my money back for this bull crap." 
they're going to be like this. So he helped me send a message over to them. And not even a week later, he calls me up and leaves me a message you know, at the at the front desk of, of over my, in my unit because I lived off base. So I wouldn't get messages unless I stopped at the unit, you know. And um, he says, stop by the office. So I come over to the office and he goes, call this dude. And he's like the manager of the group. And I called the dude and I told him what happened. And he said, yeah, they're all really sorry, and it's kind of embarrassing, and but, you know, it's a stressful tour for them, and they're young, and blah, blah, blah. So he says, we're going to send you a bunch of stuff. So not even a couple of days later, I get this freaking case. I mean, it, it, the box looked like it was longer than I was, okay? And it was full of T-shirts and CDs and shit that they signed, posters, and, I mean, it was all kinds of stuff. I mean, it was, it, it, That's cool. you, you could have, like, 20 people, and it would still be more stuff. It was that much stuff. With a little, little note apologizing from the whole band. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I told um, the director, I said, uh, listen, man, I know you're doing that whole um, like charity thing for the people who died on the service and everything like that. So I said, why don't you just auction this stuff off and we can raise money for that and it'd be a cool thing. Because quite frankly, I don't need a hundred freaking rat posters in my house. In fact, I don't even <laughs> need one in my house because they're, they're, they're kind of dorky. I didn't really want a rat poster in there. You know what I mean? Oh. So I had two posters in my house, believe it or not. But one was from, uh, one was from Accept, and, and the other one was from, uh, you know, Judas Priest when he had that powerful friggin' metal and leather thing on. Who knew he was gay at the time? But it's still a rocking poster, you know. And, <laughs> yeah, um, I mean that was. We didn't. That, I know some people will probably listen. Like a younger kid would listen to this stuff and think and look at that and think, how could you not know? I don't think a lot of people. I know when I was younger, I. I honestly wasn't like I was hanging out with him on weekends, you know, and I honestly didn't care to be completely honest, but yeah, it it was kind of, people really didn't. It I tell, they I tell people all the time, man, because, you know, you're, you're, you're right. I, I tell people, I say, listen, you guys have all these stupid stereotypes about metal people. One of our greatest singers comes out, he says he's gay. Do you hear us all like burning his albums and calling him names? We're like, yeah, okay, whatever. No. Keep rocking on. Peace out. Bye. You know? But, yeah. But pop music, no. you guys are all freaking out for like three years over somebody. But uh, metal, we, we, we just take it in stride and move on. Big yeah. deal. You know, the same guy, I think, what is his name? Um, the, uh, the lead guitarist for The Who, Pete Townsend, he came out as gay. You know? Yeah. And I'm like, no. uh, uh, whatever. You're deaf, too. You're gay and you're deaf. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Yeah, no. that's their personal. That has no business. Yeah. I, the music is the music. It doesn't appeal to just one demographic. It appeals mm-hmm. to everybody, and yeah. people should so, really not be so nope. closed-minded. Uh, I hear you. you know? so, I mean, and I bet you there's still more out there that just don't want to come out because they don't want to deal with that yeah. stuff, and that's fine. But um, Rob came yeah. out there. I, I think he was the, uh, the, the I think he was the uh, the grand uh, marshal of the uh, the gay parade there in, in Arizona and Phoenix there. And that's he where was. He lives, that he lives in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he he's done great for yeah. himself, and uh, everybody everybody loves him. They don't really care. Yeah, fantastic singer. I mean, you I never got to meet the guy. It would have been cool, but I never got I never did get to meet him at all. You know. Yeah. No, it would have been yeah. nice. You know, I missed D. Snyder by like an hour, so that would have been great. I would love to talk to him. He's really cool. You know. I yeah. Missed, I missed him, man. I was he was on the base, and I was already. Sh- Time I got back and yeah. I heard about it, he was already gone. I'm like, oh, Lord, help oh, me. There was another band that gets I wanted, overlooked. I wanted I to think. check him out, what? yeah. <laughs> Quite a bit. 
you know, because D had a great voice. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and he's a really smart guy and, and a pretty cool guy. Nobody ever says anything bad about him. So he's, yeah. uh, he's definitely a, a class act. You know, and, yeah. and, you know, I'm I'm fortunate that the people I met were really cool and nobody was a jerk or anything. Now, yeah. I did, I didn't meet him, but my brother Paul, because um, he used to work over for the for the hockey team, uh, the Coyotes in Arizona, and he he met Dave uh, Mustaine, and he said Dave Mustaine was a was was really jerky. <laughs> Dave Mustaine's kid was out there doing some ice skating, and and my my brother went to say hello and. Have him sign something, and he did, but he was just—he was just jerky, like he just didn't want to, you know, meet anybody. Well, I've always had that reputation. Yeah, he's, you know, you know he's, I, a, I, he's not been, been the most approachable people from I heard, and I, I yeah. obviously, obviously, he met that uh, expectation. <laughs> so. Yeah, some people are just having bad days, and then some people are just have. There's some people who have a legendary reputation. He's one of them. But then again, he did have some bad times in his life where he was, you know, and of course we all do, but where he was definitely probably you didn't want to approach him, but he is kind of known to be a bit high strung. Yeah. We'll put it that way. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just fortunate that I never met anybody that was like that, you know? No. So I'm well, just kind of fortunate that way because I, I wouldn't react very well at all. I'm telling you that now. Someone who was stupid to me, I'm like, no. really? I just spent this money on you and you're an asshole? That's what I'd be doing. We might be fighting because I, I wouldn't be playing around with that kind of crap. I'm like, you know, I'm not saying you owe me the moon and the stars, but you you, you do owe me a couple words of respect. Hey, thanks a lot, man. I'm I, I'm I'm busy right now. I gotta go. Fine. So don't be a complete yeah. asshole. There's no reason for that. You know. Yeah, I mean, you look at some people who have re- always remained and and nice and have such good reputation. Even if you look at Ozzy, look how long this guy's been. If he can still do autograph sessions, meet people, and and always be happy to. I mean, yeah, you shouldn't be a jerk because he's been doing this since he was what he hit. I don't think he was even 21 when he became technically famous with Black Sabbath. So, yeah, he's been doing it a long time. So if he can still do it, if Lemmy could get there and, and always sign autographs once he was known for it. I mean, I don't see why, you know, people are paying for your living. So I think you should be grateful that anybody wants to meet you, cause especially years and years down the road. Yeah, you know, they're not always going to be there. You know that that's proven. That's true. And you yeah. know the funny thing is, is that I, I never really cared about autographs very much. So um, I only got one autograph of all the people I met because most of the time they just never occurred to me, and I didn't really care. I didn't have anything on me for them to sign any damn way. So the only yeah. person who's ever signed anything for me was Dio. He signed the, the the concert ticket that I I got in to go see him. That was it. Lemmy, I never had anything no. to sign anyway. I was. Practically come off a shift at the time, rushing over to to get to him. So I was just happy to talk to him. I'm like the hell with that. So I got to yeah. speak to a lot of people. Uh, you know, uh, never signed anything. You know, I must have spoke to like King Diamond and his band for like an hour. <laughs> no <laughs> signed anything, not even any photographs. Because you know, back then, you, yeah. nobody was carrying a camera unless you were doing some tourist stuff. Nobody had phones like that. You know, with the cameras. So yeah, I know. A now, different world I... like it was now. Exactly. So. Yeah. yeah, I only have one one autograph. That's funny. You have Dio, and I have Ozzy Osbourne's autograph. Yeah, that's so. it. That's all I have. One autograph. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I met yeah. Kerry Levgren, the uh, the the uh, the guitarist for Kansas. You know, and mm-hmm. I didn't even get his autograph. And I, he was really really cool and, and enjoyed. He did a little solo set from his solo album. You know, at a at a church that I was going to when I was younger before I got into the Air Force, and that was that was great to, cool. to meet him and. 
listened to him, and he, he was just a lot of fun, and it was, it was just a down-to-earth, easy guy. You know, so I got I got to meet a few mm-hmm. people though. I never made it like a, a mission to do so in terms of like I got to meet them all or this and that. I never was like that. Just like I never was big on getting all these posters yeah. or getting all these signatures. I never really cared. I just want to. I just cared about the music. If I had the opportunity to meet somebody that was crazy, that was great. I, I met uh, Stevie Nicks entirely by accident. You know, mm-hmm. so and she yeah. was she was she was oh, pretty, yeah. she was pretty nice. She's a really pretty woman, even if as an older person, she was she's a she's a Pretty woman. Oh yeah. You know? I had it's a major crush. Yeah, it's got that husky voice. Why do you and meet all really people mean. I really dig? Yeah. <laughs> I met Kinda David weird. Spade, and he's just like he is in, uh, in comedy. He's just fucking <laughs> a comedic, pain in the ass, sarcastic fucker. You know? Yeah. yeah. He was a he was a trip. My, my favorite people seeking autographs. I do. I kind of like the people who act bad because it's just funny. Because I just feel like sometimes people who are being themselves get in a lot of trouble for just being, you know, they might just be a jerk. Some people are funny and not don't really mean to be mean. But when you hear about Neil Peart, <laughs> this story has always cracked me up because he just really does not like fame at all. No, I think he's, he's only done that, like two or three interviews in his whole freaking career. I read the one he did on, on Guitar Magazine, and he's a damn drummer, by yeah. the way. And that was really interesting and in how he, because, you know, he, I don't know, a lot of people don't realize this, but he wrote all the songs besides the drumming for, for Rush. All the songs yeah. written by Neil Peart. So he talked yeah. about, uh, about uh, this is the drummer talking about songwriting in a guitar magazine. How crazy is that? But it was a hell of an interview, something I actually like photocopied when I was in Germany and then kept it forever. It's just that, that interesting yeah. and, and important. He only did a few, and uh, he just didn't really care about that. And then after his wife and his daughter were killed, and he, he separated from Rush for about five years, forget about any of that. He's just like, do what I got to do and then get the hell out of here. So I just always like the stories of people trying to, and because he is not, the, he'll tell you he's not the guy. Yeah, You're never going to see him at a meet and greet. It's, he's just not. And he, I don't think he, I don't really take it offense to it. I mean, Rush, you're, you know. Legends, some but people I mean, are like that. I mean, if you ever noticed, um, yeah, for interviews, when Motley Crue was around, Mick Mars never said a word. At, at one point, you're like, can he even speak English? Because he never said anything. Such a strange He's gonna put man. a book out. They were saying, uh, and then he'll talk about some of the stories back then. But he just never did anything. He let, you know, Vince and uh, you know, and Nikki do all the all the talking. Of course, then Tommy did some too, because he's a, a bit of a wild man out there. That guy's one hell of a drummer, mm-hmm. by the way. I saw him in Germany. He got that upside down yeah. kit and upside. Oh, it was just incredible. He's in, 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 in chained into his seat so he wouldn't fall out. That was just fabulous, yeah. fabulous stuff. And uh, I think um, there's a number of bands that that are, that are like that uh, that they didn't want to say very much or do anything. Uh, a a yeah. good one is you too. I mean, everybody speaks in the band, but the freaking guitarist, the Edge. He's like, uh, I don't want. I don't care. Give me alone. He never talks. You know. No. All the well, other I ones do. Sometimes- he don't. Yeah, I think sometimes people wish Bono wouldn't talk. But, um, <laughs> you know, the legends once again, but I just, I do think it's, you can tell people who really like to talk and people who don't. Yeah, I, uh, I know um, Metallica's like that, where uh, the drummer does all the talking. The lead singer almost never speaks in interviews. It's all the drummer that does everything. He does all the talking. There's some really, I used to like, because I was a big fan, of course, you'll know this stuff as we are metal fans, but I was a, Big fan of the original Headbangers Ball. Not not all this 
uh, that's back when kids don't know this, but MTV used to play music. Yeah. You know, before before we had the Jersey Shore and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and the real world and all that crap. Yeah. Yeah, but and it, the funniest one I ever seen was uh, when they like interviewed uh, Guns N' Roses and they talked tried to talk Slash and he was just so messed up that he just largely couldn't make any sense. He didn't even know what he was really saying. Yeah, thankfully, he got himself he, sobered and got back to a healthy lifestyle. Because yeah. if you ever hear him now, he's, yeah. he's another person, you know? Yeah, he only had to drink till he had a pacemaker. I mean, yeah. uh, the guy definitely liked the cocktail. Bless. Well, whatever, whatever it takes to wake you up, I guess. But at least he's yeah. still around because uh, some of them are not. Uh, I mean, some of them just uh, destroy uh, themselves, you know? Yeah. Some of those interviews, if you ever watch those, you can kids can now go to YouTube. You watch those old with Ricky Rackman. Some of those bands were so either, you know, inebriated or whatever oh, influence yeah. they were. That they, but there was funny. The guys from ACDC were hilarious because they're just fun little party guys. But you know, that's when people would show up there usually hammered mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So yeah, it was back uh, in the day, I, no doubt. Uh, obviously, that didn't have any influence on me. <laughs> well, I'm glad we were able to to get some of this out here and and share some of these stories as well. Is is our list, and as we go along with this show, we'll we'll try to include more, and and talk about some of the things that are, that are going on right now in terms of uh, bands and concerts, the ones that are leaving us, the ones that are still around. You know, we got a Mick yeah. Jagger getting a heart valve and then go out there doing a concert. And this is a guy that's literally almost 80. So, I mean, and, and having a kid is only a couple years old. So that guy is still functioning all across the board. God bless. You know? And then, of course, uh, Keith uh, Richards, scientist that's still trying to figure out why is this man still alive? Okay? We don't have a scientific answer yet. We're still studying it. Okay? Keith's yeah. like, here's some more blood. Figure it out. Okay? I know. I want his liver because that means you can live forever. <laughs> I guess. God bless him. I don't miss anything bad on these guys. I'm glad they're, you know, although I hear that, you know, Steven Tyler's still battling, you know, his own demons yet and still hasn't gotten over that yet. So hopefully something better will come out of him because if yeah. these guys thought they had problems when they were younger with these drugs, you imagine when you're 60 and 70 doing this stuff. How much do you think your body's yeah. going to say, hey, this is great? No, it's, it's not. It's going to say, Let's stop the heart. Let's stop the lungs. Let's stop this. Let's stop that. And then suddenly it's no longer about your music career. It's about, you know, you're hanging out with Frank Sinatra, you know, in the, in the big mm. house upstairs. So hopefully yeah, they'll, they'll finally get their act together some of these places. And then maybe we could talk about some of the newer acts and some of the more interesting things that, that are happening as well in our next episode. All right. Yeah. Did you have any uh, final words there, John? Well, just always good to be on the show. Had a great time. And, uh, so Sorry for the uh, little flubs I had no, there, but you know they spliced together. It's happened before. It's no big deal. Yeah, so, yeah. No, and definitely I know. Well, it won't even be list. noticeable when we put the show out. No one will even realize it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, well, I know, and yeah. and had a great time. This was a lot of fun. Me too, man. Thanks for being available and, and being dedicated to to getting these uh, these topics out there. All right, folks. God bless. Until next time, uh, Metal Future, rock on. Audio. Don't forget to follow the show. Leave your comments and click over to our site, metal-future.com, for the latest metal album reviews.